Hi there, it's Elaine Lindsay, and today I want to have a talk about those inside voices. Now, some people break them up into good and bad. I have a friend who calls it the itty-bitty shitty committee, and another who calls it inner bitch. But there's also a good voice. There's what we call our intuition. And intuition is that little voice inside that can not only keep us on the straight and narrow, but can keep us from getting in trouble, from choosing the wrong path, from doing something that we feel deep down inside just does not agree with us or isn't going to be good for us or something that doesn't make sense. You ever meet someone for the first time and you immediately know that this person could be a friend? You just feel it deep down that something about that person just resonates with you on a great level. And Sometimes you'll meet someone and there's just an interior alarm bell goes off. Something doesn't sit right or there's just something. Sometimes we tend to think, well, that's really judgy and we should always give people a second chance. But sometimes you have to be really astute in figuring out What's just being judgmental and what's really that deeper intuition? More often, we see our intuition um, coming to play in decisions we have to make when you're going for a job, uh, when you're you know, deciding one or, or another path for your life. Uh, when you're having a health crisis, when there are issues uh, within your family, or when you're just not quite sure what to do on your own behalf. If we can quiet ourselves and take a little listen to what they call intuition, you'll find if you think back that that gut feeling very seldom leads you wrong. It's usually the one thing that's right. The one thing that'll steer you right. Now, I'm not talking about all the little voices that say, you know, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Who do you think you are? And you don't know that. How are you going to do that? A lot of those little inner critical things are from, you know, old... I hate to keep using this term, everybody uses, but old limiting beliefs and adages and, and you know, you call it parentisms that we all grew up with. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in some, but there's also a lot of negativity and exaggeration in many, many others. 
uh, I had a recent conversation with someone who wrote a really great article. And the article is about confidence. Uh, Robin Blackburn McBride is uh, the person I'm speaking about. She's a, a transformational life coach. And her article was giving you three key factors that could get in your way if you're you know, trying to bolster or build confidence. And uh, the three things you need in order to do that. And part of what she talked about was growing up with a particular adage that really stuck in her head. And that was Jack of all trades, master of none. The article so resonated with me because that's really how I felt for many, many years. I always felt the other shoe was going to drop or, you know, someone was going to realize that I had no idea what I'm doing, no matter what it was that I was doing. But it turns out that someone's actually coined a phrase. It's a multi-potentialite. And that's someone who has uh, juggling a lot of different careers, a lot of different uh, expertise, a lot of different authority areas that they're quite comfortable in. But growing up, I too heard Jack of all, Jack of all trades, master of none, and took it to mean that you know, people expected you to be focused. People expected you to know what you want to be, where you want to go, what you want to grow up and do. And quite often as a teenager, before my friend Andrea died, I, I think I was just, you know, feeling a little like flotsam. I was just sort of there bobbing on the surface of life, not really sure who I was, what I was, only sure of the fact that I love spending time with my friends and it was great to be with the cool kids when I was with the cool kids. I would often take time to hang around with lots of different groups of people because I always found something of interest, whether it was the sports or the nerds or back in the day, uh, they were all the bookworms. There was always something I found interesting in each of the groups. So it was always weird because it was a little kernel of me that always felt like it didn't quite belong. Certainly not in that group, whatever group that happened to be at that moment. I always got that feeling, oh, I just don't belong here. And sometimes would find myself watching, almost watching myself from the sidelines. It's a very bizarre feeling. And it's interesting to know, and after reading this post, that I bet you there's lots of other people who felt the same way. Because there's a lot more people than me that would class themselves as multi-potentialites. I have an expertise in a number of different areas and I really enjoy the challenge of keeping up my learning in those areas. 
I am by nature incredibly curious. So that part's not a stretch. I love to learn and believe that you can find something new to learn every single day. And you can live to be a thousand years old and you'd still find something new every day. So that part was never a problem. It was always wondering and, and feeling that I was being judged for not having a choice, not having chosen a specific career and stuck to that. But I now understand, I think it's Eleanor Roosevelt who said, other people's opinion of you is none of your business. And it took a long time for me to really understand that. Um, I believe it might have been her as well that said, nobody else can hurt your feelings. They're yours. Those are kind of big concepts, but they do come into play with these inner voices. Because like our expertise in the world in general, when we become an authority in any kind of discipline, it's because we worked hard, we practiced, we learned. We took the time to get really good at whatever it was that we were focused on. So that, I think, is what we need to teach children now, is to focus on paying attention to your intuition, paying attention to the good voices, and just lovingly setting the others aside. I've learned that it's not so good to bulldoze anything out of the way. You got to give everything it's due. But if you can just lovingly put the focus back on what's good, what's right, and what you know and feel deep down inside is right for you, then the rest of those voices will dim. Over time, they dim so much so don't really hear them all the time anymore. Now, don't get me wrong, there are days where they're shouting so loud you can't hear anything else. But for the most part, you can get to a place when you get yourself into a good routine and you're building on your confidence and you're spending time working on the inner you putting you first, working on self-care, being self-loving, and taking into account the fact that nobody's perfect, nor should they be. I always say if humans were perfect, there'd only be two of them. And that's obviously not the case. So we're not, nor were we ever meant to be. You know, when people take a photograph, it's always the the asymmetrical, the slightly offbeat, the slightly off-kilter that makes a photograph interesting. It's not often the perfection or the eighth or the symmetry that makes it so. It's actually what's imperfect that makes that picture incredible. 
So hopefully I didn't stray too far off topic. Today's topic was those little inner voices and paying much more attention to your intuition so that you can get past some of those old adages, some of those limiting beliefs that come up when you least expect them. And then you're able to lovingly get them out of your way. Well, I think that's it for now. I'm Elaine Lindsay, and I suggest you make it amazing. Until next time. Bye for now. If you have something that you'd like me to talk about, got an issue you want to discuss, you can always call in on the mobile app for Anchor, or you can drop me a line at elaine at elainelindsay.com. For now, keep breathing.